0: My name is Jack McLean, I'm the host, and the Get Better Plan is a concept I learnt during my time at the Hawthorne Football Club. I work closely with the academy players, and I've been implementing similar methods to our Prepare Like a Pro athletes. I want to share this concept with you, our podcast listener. So you might be thinking, how does the Get Better Plan work? Well, each month we review and reflect each athlete's development, and work out what is the bottleneck of their physical development i.e what is the one thing that is really letting down them to play at their best potential week after week from there we pick one lifestyle focus for example getting to sleep by 10 pm five days a week and a physical focus for example bringing max effort to the key lifts in their gym program from there each athlete join me live every week at 5 pm sundays and i present on a certain topic The athletes journal their learnings and implementations and reflect each week on what worked and what did for their get better plan. These presentations are recorded for the athletes that missed the presentation. And I wanna share some of the content to you, our wider podcast community. If you're new to the podcast, every week I interview leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries live on our YouTube channel. We drop an inspiring and educational podcast every Tuesday and Friday. And on Sundays, I host a live Instagram Q&A answering all questions that were sent to us via direct message or email through to us. So if you're struggling with increasing your muscle mass, lowering your 2K time trial, or perhaps struggling with improving your 20 meter speed time, send through your questions to our Instagram or email us at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Let's get into today's episode. First week, uh, it's something I've started with all the athletes following the Prepare Like A Pro program. Um and I'll continue it uh, as long as you guys are getting something out of it. Um, and we'll just do it each Saturday at 10.30 at the moment. Seems to be a good time for everyone. And if you can't make it, um, I'm recording these presentations, I'm cutting out the start lag time and then the Q&A at the end. Um, but the presentation will be in your Team Builder on the following Monday. So if you can't make the, um, the live time, feel free to um, watch it there. And, and you can ask me questions after watching it um, on your Team Builder. Remember to um, follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty active through there at the moment. i trying to post a daily story on any topic to do with football and strength and conditioning. Um, and I'll do different little things on there like live Q&As and um, different segments throughout um, over the next few weeks and months. So as I mentioned before, this, this week we're focusing on focusing on stress and how that can implicate your athletic development as a footballer. Um, I'm using this iceberg um, visual again. Um, so it's a good um, visual to have in the back of your mind um, that the things that um, we think about and the feelings that we have from an emotional point of view um, have a direct correlation with our actions and our behavior. Um, and they're usually the things that um, we may not notice. So they can happen at a subconscious um, level, um, and they influence our, our conscious decisions. So, being aware um, is what this whole presentation is about. And I'm going to try and do my best to simplify um, our um, mental approach to training and our mindset um, to football performance as best I can. It's obviously a super complex area, um, being the human mind. But we'll try. I'll do my best to try and simplify it. But ultimately, the main aim, um, while going through your journey, and you might be someone that's never done meditation mindfulness before or qigong or yoga, any of the um, awareness-type practices, uh, and this might be your first introduction to um, mental preparation and performance. Um, And then for those that have practised and have um, played around with it and and are well, well away on their journey, um, this might be a bit more of a refresher for you, but I'll do my best to keep it simple. Um, I always feel like that's the most important thing when presenting um, any of these topics, nutrition, training, strength or conditioning, um, mindset uh, and around recovery is that we I focus on the simple things and the most important things that can help your preparation. So here underneath the water, so what we don't commonly see um, that's not in front of us can be our subconscious thoughts, then they will help. Uh, influence our mood, so how we're feeling, uh, and then, like I mentioned before, that will then have a result on the actions, which are the things that we see and that we do by day. Thoughts equal actions, and how you respond after a mistake is one way that you might see this. So, this can happen in training, um, or you might be really good at training, um, at responding to your mistakes, but on game day, where there's more pressure, um, maybe you respond a little bit differently. So, just like practicing the physical component of the skill our thought process is just the same. We want to have the same uh, approach to our mental game as we do our physical game in that it's all about getting better um, and understanding um, that we're all different and we all respond very differently um, under pressure. And our perception to certain types of pressure in the game can be different too. So for, for the forwards, you might be really uh, comfortable in front of the goals and kicking, kicking for goal. Um where the defenders might be much more comfortable kicking out, so to speak. Um, So it's, it's understanding what's important element of your game. What's a, an area that is affecting your performance and how can you mimic that in training um, and try and bring as much of the intensity and pressure as you can to um, game like situations and practice those uh, in your training sessions. Um, so just in your journal now, first thing that comes to mind, how do you commonly respond to a mistake when you, um, when you play a game? So you might have done a – it might be decision error. It might have just been a shank kick that's gone out of bounds. Um, maybe you took the game on and you got holding for ball, whatever the mistake might be, um, going for a mark instead of spoiling, um, maybe doing a dribble kick um, instead of kicking straight through. For the goals, whatever the mistake might be, whatever comes um, to mind, and then how do you process um, information under pressure? So just to help with the awareness, sometimes it helps writing it down. I'll get you to just spend about a minute on how do you respond after a mistake, and how do you process information under pressure? And the aim of the game, um, from a performance point of view, is is having the understanding that mistakes are going to happen. Um, it's normal to make mistakes on game day you can't have a perfect game um, on a weekly basis where you you don't make any mistakes Um, but it's how you respond um, to the mistake that's critical and can be the big difference between um, the elite and uh, the non-elite so how you respond is in the next possession um, that you take or your next decision on the field Um, and it the difference between um, your thought process might be you're still thinking about the mistake that you just made, even though the game has moved on. Uh, And the longer that you're thinking about that past experience, um, the more it's going to negatively affect your performance for the future um, decisions or actions that you have on the field. So the aim of the game here is to leave the mistake behind you. You're aware of it. Um, So you've learnt from it, but you're moving on to the next contest and you're treating the next contest um, with the same approach as the one before. Um, So you're you're still attacking and and you're assertive with your game. You you haven't been affected from a mental point of view from that mistake. You've moved on and and you're present in the current game. Um, And then how you process information under pressure. The main aim here is to focus on trying to keep calm and contained. Um, So you're focusing... Um, on what you can control rather than the uncontrollables. Uh, And I'll go into a little bit more detail over the next few slides. Uh, But just note down on the first question, it's a matter of um, letting that mistake um, move on and you move on to the next contest and you're focusing on the present. Uh, And then the second part of this um, question is focusing on the controllables rather than things that you can't control. Okay, so we've got two different types of stress that can impact a athlete from a recovery point of view, and that is physical stress, um, which athletes tend to pay more respect to physical stress. So things like muscle soreness and body fatigue, um, and more often than not, um, we tend to respect the physical side. Having you know, feeling our legs are sore from maybe the weight session the day before, or um, maybe your body's um, physically sore from the hits and bruises on the game, um, and more likely, we we respect it. Um, we're aware of it and and we make actions and accommodate um, our decisions to help us recover from a physical point of view. So that's an area that more often than not, um, there isn't a a huge um, room for growth in this space. We sort of know what works um, and what doesn't work in the physical recovery. Um, There's some recovery methodologies that still aren't proven on what they do, like ice baths um, and static stretching. Um, but ultimately if it feels good for the athlete uh, and they feel better for it and it helps their preparation, um, then that's important that they do that. An area that has had a lot of growth in elite sport over the last 10, 20 years has been the mental side. Um, And that's something that you can get a big competitive edge the sooner you start working on this side. Um, And it's definitely an area that um, sports psychologists are now becoming in high demand um, in elite sports um, for this reason. So, it can be incredibly destructive um, if you're not aware of the effects that emotional and life stress can have on your preparation, uh, and ultimately it needs to be respected just the same as, as physical stress. So just the same as um, maybe your hamstring is a really sore um, from a high um, sprinting-based training session. You might um, do some light active recovery the next day to help your body recover. Uh, we want to apply that same approach where if you've experienced a, uh, maybe a recent breakup with a partner or a heated conversation um, with a close friend or family, we want to um, make sure that we're accommodating that stress and, and managing um, and respecting that type of stress because it does have an effect on our body. And there that leads into the mind and body are connected Um, So actions that happen within the mind um, do produce a chemical reaction. And I'll go into science a little bit later on the slides, um, but we can see um, on a uh, scientific level, how the body responds when under stress, whether it be a physical stress that we're going under like training, as well as a thought process that we're having or an emotion that we're feeling. And that could show up in the body. Here's... um, Two common um, traits that we see amongst um, high competitive uh, elite athletes, uh, as well as community-based athletes uh, and state league athletes. So it doesn't matter what level you're playing um, at, we can see um, these common traits. Um, and more often than not, um, you'll experience one or the other. So you might have a, a goal that you set and you start focusing on the um work that you need to do to reach that goal. And then you'll have a a bit of a tendency to be more in the overworking and overthinking category um, because you really care about that goal and you're, and you're um, set on, on reaching your goal. And then there'll be times where you may feel um, laid back um, a bit more rested um, and, and potentially you might have some more lazy um, uh, attributes to your, to your weekly schedule. And that, might be something that we drop into in the off season to let your body recover uh, where in season or pre-season we're for more focusing on the work. The key here is that understanding the effects that the fight or flight sympathetic dominant nervous system can have um, and then also equally um, recognising the effect the parasympathetic um, digestive system um, and rest can have. So we want to have a balance of the two. We don't want to be dominant more on, on one side than the other, um, you know, pre-game day, you want to make sure you, you're sympathetic. So your mind switched on and you're ready to go. Um, but then as soon as the game's done, we want to move more towards the parasympathetic dominant state where we're feeling rested and, and the, the body and the mind are in a relaxed state so it can optimally recover. So the key here is having hacks and, and strategies to influence your nervous system um, to be either sympathetic dominant or parasympathetic dominant. Um, and we'll, I'll go through some strategies to help you guys practice these different things and, and for you to try them out and see how they work on your body. So like I mentioned before, so there is some science to, to knowing the effects that stress can have on our body. Um, and one hormone, um, particularly a stress hormone, um, that we know has a big price to pay if we don't respect it is cortisol. Cortisol is released naturally In the body, Um, for instance, when we wake up, we'll have a rush of cortisol to give us energy to um, get out of bed and and get after the day and do the tasks that we need to do. Um, So it does have a performance element to it. Um, But when it's released highly um, over time, so from a chronic point of view, um, we can get some negative um, symptoms when cortisol is released too highly. Um, And that's something we want to try and prevent. Uh, at all costs as an athlete um, because it will affect not only our performance but also put us at higher risk for injury. So some of the negative effects that you'll notice as an athlete um, if you're experiencing a highly stressful time, um, and clearly during this time with with the COVID lockdown, everyone's experienced different levels of stress, um, and you may have noticed um, some of these symptoms in red. So whether it be a loss in lean muscle mass, even though you're doing the same amount of training and you're working just as hard, if you're under incredible amount of stress and you're releasing cortisol into your bloodstream, um, highly over the day, over the weeks, over the months, then your body is going to break down muscle tissue. Um, you may have noticed that you are getting more sick regularly, um, when experiencing lots of stress and that's because your immune system will be suppressed. And you may notice that your cognitive function. So your ability to think clearly, uh, your capacity to work through situations, um, is hindered, uh, and this can ob- sometimes be explained as like a foggy um, feeling in your brain where you just, you're just not thinking as clearly, you're not as sharp in your best self. So these are some of the things that can happen when we're experiencing, whether it be a life stress or an emotional stress that we're feeling. Um, and to simply put it, this graph is um, depicting two areas. From an from a athletic development point of view, more often than not, we want to try and secrete testosterone and growth hormone Um, as best as possible. We want those two hormones, our um, sex hormones to be at a peak to allow our body to recover from training, but also to improve. So if you're a developing athlete, you want your testosterone growth hormone to be at at, at an all-time high to allow you to get the benefits from your training program. Where cortisol has a negative effect on testosterone growth hormone uh, is when it's, it's released into the bloodstream, testosterone and growth hormone are inversely decreased. So we, we either have one or the other. So if you're experiencing a high amount of stress, then your, your testosterone and growth hormone will be down. However, when you're relaxed, so like when you're in your deep REM sleep at nighttime, um, typically before midnight, we've, we've noticed that that tends to happen. Your testosterone and your growth hormone will be at a peak, like at the top of the graph here, the top of the green line, and therefore that will help with tissue growth. Uh, and your cortisol will inversely be at, a, at an all-time low, And that's your optimum window to recover and grow and develop as an athlete. Like I mentioned in previous weeks, it's not when you're training that you're getting better. The training is putting the stress on the body, the stimulus on the body to improve. It's when you're you're living the lifestyle that you're living will dictate how well your body adapts to the training program. Thank you so much for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Get Better Plan playlist. If you enjoyed this episode and want access to the whole presentation, you can join our academy for as little as $5 per month. Click the link in our show notes or search for Prepare Like a Pro in the Patreon app. I really appreciate your support. To recommend a guest for a future episode or to discuss advertising your brand on the Prepare Like a Pro platform, email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.